What's up, gamers? Welcome back to the last podcast on Earth. This is Hit Point Weekly, and I am Donnie K, joined by the wonderful Brandon. Yeah, I'm here. I'm I'm here. What's up? We've also got somebody else here. Who's who else is here? Uh, you got Ethan, aka Violent Robot. We are here to deliver you the second episode of Hit Point Weekly. Uh, today we will be talking about Nintendo at E3, wrapping up our final thoughts on E3, and other interesting gaming news that we found throughout the week. Hell yeah. Dude, okay. let's do it. Where do we want to start? Do we want to start with not E3? Do we want to start with just something, what we've been playing? Do we want to start there? Counter-Strike? Minecraft? Counter-Strike? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to pick Ethan's brain on, uh, on a certain game. Yeah, battalion. Battalion. I'm I'm genuinely curious because I I've seen a lot of I've seen a lot of big players in the esports game tweeting about how much fun they're having in Battalion 1944. And Ethan's Sounds the like... only one who's played it. So yeah, it's fun. I mean, I've played only you know five hours of it, but competitive. It's it's super. Fun. So so like, what's the gameplay like? Is it like just arcadey call of duty style is it exactly Um, oh so it's not like plant the bomb defuse the bomb competitive is the snd it's got you know the counter strikey snd call of duty it's it's competitive that's all you need to know (laughs) that's all you gotta know (laughs) that's all we're gonna yes to all of the above apparently all right uh how's how's the gunplay feel does it feel pretty good like cs is there a bunch of people bitching in the chat about their shots not hit registration is kind of dookie um could be better but i think eventually it could be up to cs standards so are you leading shots or is it a little like counter-strike where it's like a laser immediately fired out of the gun laser laser just based on what i've seen from like the csgo people like machine he's been big into it lately uh like if he's liking it, it, there's no way it's like actual projectiles. It's got to be just like hit scan shit. <laughs> well, I feel like we're not going to get a whole lot out of your robot on this. <laughs> yeah, you're keeping you're your not. cards close to your chest. That's all right. Just saying, it's competitive, y'all. Do we need to jump into it? Do we need to hop off the CS train and jump into the battalion train for a bit? It's fun to have you guys on it, but I mean, I don't know if we should go play anything. Dude, do you want to carry us there too? <laughs> uh... It's definitely a uh, team-based game. All right on. Well, let's give it a try. We're going to play it eventually, I'm sure. I hope so. Donnie, Donnie, Donnie. Nintendo and E3, it's two of your favorite things in the world. (laughs) Two of the best times to be alive, my friend. Uh, So Nintendo, the day after we recorded our last podcast, gave their gave their pre-recorded Nintendo Direct as they have been doing the last few years, leaving Xbox as the only uh, major player to have given an actual conference at E3. But Nintendo's E3 Direct gave us... <laughs> Nintendo's E3 Direct almost counts. Uh, some very, very interesting news as a Nintendo fan coming out of that press conference. Uh, we got Animal Crossing's New Horizon. New Horizons is the name, a uh, little island life kind of, cr- they've added crafting elements, uh, unfortunately has been delayed. Uh, Nintendo's pri- prioritizing the health, the mental health of their developers, which I think is very important. So instead of a holiday uh, 2019 release, we're getting a March 20th, 2020 release. We dude, got a good yeah. on Nintendo, dude. Yeah, I think that is an amazing thing to see from Nintendo and uh, it's good that they're taking the 
priority of their developers' health in mind. I, so we got, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, I don't think anyone, especially for that reason, but like you should never be like, sure, you can be disappointed, but you should never be like upset that a game got delayed, right? What's the old the old saying from uh, one of the heads at Nintendo? It's like a delayed game eventually is good. A rushed game is never good or something along those yeah, lines. Yeah, it's very, very similar to that. So I think it's a good thing that Nintendo's giving their developers a little break, even if it lets us uh, wait for Animal Crossing a little while longer. Uh, they did give us some more gameplay and another little trailer, some co-op elements, uh, up to eight people uh, per island online, some very cool-looking things for that next Animal Crossing. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, the next no, thing we... A lot of people are into that Animal Crossing. Oh, yeah, big game, big release for Nintendo. Um the next thing Nintendo was talking about was Crypt of the Necrodancer, Cadence of Hyrule is a highly anticipated game. Crypt of the Necrodancer, have you guys played it at all? I haven't. I haven't at all. Mm. Uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer came out last year, maybe. Uh, it's just a rhythm-based game. Uh, you fight enemies, and there's a, there's music going on in the background. You have to move to the music. You can only move to the music. And so uh, Cadence of Hyrule is just the same idea taken further. Uh, now the main character and Link and Zelda are all doing that same kind of thing, but with some awesome heavy metal twists on Zelda music. <laughs> and uh, it's super cool. You should check it out. It's out now on Nintendo Switch, actually. We got a release date uh, last Sunday, which happened to be for Thursday. I've been playing a lot of that. Um, so we got a launch trailer and then the release date for a couple this, days later. So Amazing. was it just announced that this E3? was it No, just announced probably here? back in January or February it was announced. Okay, okay. I was going to say that that's that's a mic drop right there. That's a that's a Bethesda Fallout Shelter like no, Crypt of here's the a game, play it tomorrow type thing. <laughs> Crypt of the Necrodancer Cadence of Hyrule is so good. So, so good. Um, out now on Nintendo Switch. Uh, just a couple questions on that real quick before sure. we move on. Is this a standalone game or is it like an expansion to a previous Crypt of the Necro- Necrodancer? No, so it's kind of, uh, I wouldn't even call it a spiritual successor because it literally is uh, the made by the same people and everything, but it is a completely separate standalone game. Uh, Cadence of Hyrule is just a sub, uh, subtitle, I would guess. It's almost like Crypt of the Necrodancer 2. Just because of the tie-in with like the Zelda yeah, universe. so it's a complete tie-in with Nintendo. It's a another game in the trend of Nintendo letting third parties uh, use their IPs to make interesting games. Mario and Rabbids uh, last year by Ubisoft is another huge example of that, which turned crazy. It's almost like XCOM with Mario and the Rabbids for <laughs> some reason. Because that but needs to exist. That that game has no business being as good as it is. But let me tell you, Mario <laughs> and Rabbids. Sorry to cut you It's off. amazing. <laughs> they like to throw Rabbids in with everything. Do you guys remember when they threw Rabbids into For Honor there for like a day? <laughs> oh, I remember. Anyways, we're getting a little sidetracked. You said you had two questions about kids. Yeah. And the other question is, is it is it like a, is it like a roguelite? A rogue, roguelike? I know people are real picky on the, the definition of that, but like, is it kind of in that same vein as far as gameplay? My understanding of the roguelite versus roguelike, uh, I think it's, I think it's roguelite. Uh, it's procedurally generated, and the like it, when you die, the world resets, and you get something else. Um, and of course, you're moving to the rhythm, like I was talking about earlier. But uh, and it brings in the deep, excuse me, dungeon exploration of the Zelda series with it. So is very, it like perma- permadeath? You die, you restart, type thing. Essentially, yep. Mm. Very good Hold game. I can, I can get behind that. 
Uh, right, I'm on. I'm on the clock here for Nintendo's E3. Uh, Luigi's Mansion Three. We got more gameplay and another trailer. Um, Luigi <laughs> in said trailer literally poops out a clone of himself, and his name is Guigi, and he is here to help him uh, hunt ghosts, I guess. <laughs> and huh. uh, apparently, it's uh, drop in, drop out co op. So you you trying to come over and play as Luigi's poop clone? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> So if it's drop and drop out, when someone drops in, does Luigi just can <laughs> drop his drawers and take his shit? Is that what happens? It's not too clear. Maybe, uh, well, I think the name Gooigi implies that he's not actual crap, but made um, of goo. More importantly, <laughs> when someone uh, drops out, do you have to put him back? <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I guess we'll just have to find out when Luigi's Mansion 3 comes Dude, out for Nintendo Switch in 2019. Dude, the real questions being asked on Hit Point Weekly here. Oof. This is a family-friendly podcast. <laughs> I'll bleep it. <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, coming out November 15th this year. We got another trailer showing off a gym leader and a few more Pokemon. Another set of games I'm very excited for. Some people are extremely mad. I guess uh, Game Freak announced that they would, any Pokemon that uh, aren't in the national decks this time around are not going to be available in the game at all. And people are kind of disappointed about that, I think that people need to get over themselves people <laughs> and, were all pissed off at that one trainer's design too right like they were like she's not wearing enough clothes or something yeah i think uh i think when as we're approaching 1000 pokemon here game freak needs to make a couple of cuts and uh, it's not uh it's not out of question for them to make a few cuts here i think a lot of people would be happy if they just <laughs> released one with the original 151 again uh gen oneers like, Perma virgins, I like to call them. Dude, like, not gonna lie, Gen One Pokemon are f-ing sweet. Like, I can get behind that. I look at it's new Pokemon. It's a nostalgia thing. I like, I like the new Pokemon, but some of the old Pokemon also have really cool designs. A lot of the new ones, they look like to me anyway. They look like somebody like, looks like somebody just like took an everyday object, like Phonemon. They took it like a rotary phone and turned him into a Pokemon. After Pokemon, we got a quick little sizzle reel uh, revealing many, many new things coming to Nintendo Switch. I'm just gonna run through those quickly here we got spyro reignited trilogy which came out on ps4 and maybe the xbox earlier this year uh coming to nintendo switch september 3rd the hollow knight dlc silk song has no release date but is coming nino kuni september 20th minecraft dungeons which was announced earlier in the week at e3 is coming to nintendo switch spring 2020 elder scrolls blade blades was announced coming to switch uh, at the Bethesda concert conference, and they touched on it again, fall 2019 for Elder Scrolls Blades. My friend Pedro is by uh, Devolver Digital, and have you have you seen about my friend Pedro with the talking banana? Uh, that's literally all I remember about that trailer is that there is a talking banana, and he somehow accompanies you in this game. I have not seen hardly anything from the nintendo conference so i did not see the talking banana page (laughs) (laughs) it was announced uh it was announced earlier than nintendo conference it i guess it was just coming to the switch now you'll you'll have to throw some gameplay in here so so i don't just sound like a crazy man but there is some kind of talking banana game (laughs) by devolve devolver digital coming to the nintendo switch sounds like a devolver game uh, Doom Eternal has no release date, but I guess they announced that they're going to be bringing it to Nintendo Switch. Panic Button did the last uh, Doom 2016 port, and they did an amazing job for such a good-looking game running on what is essentially a glorified cell phone. 
The Sinking City, another cool third-party game, Fall 2019. Wolfenstein Youngblood, which we touched on in last week's episode, is coming to Nintendo Switch on July 26th. Dead by Daylight, a popular online game, is coming to Nintendo Switch September 24th. Alien Isolation, later this year. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, right up my alley, winter 2019. Dragon Quest Builders 2, which was announced at E3 once again, is coming to Switch July 12th. Stranger Things 3, July 4th. Just Dance, because it has to be on everything. Did you guys see that they're bringing just dance 2020 to the wii the og wii the wii Wii, not the wii u just dance 2020 they're skipping the wii u is coming to the wii in our god's year 2019 (laughs) dude sing a new wii game that's like the fifa there i go with the language again (laughs) that's like fifa being released on the ps2 for like way longer than it should yeah like, it's they just barely just, stopped like i guess they're what i from what i've heard they're pretty popular in uh in retirement homes i guess so i, I guess the old people got to dance on uh, november 5th coming to nintendo switch and the wii <laughs> that's nanos dude <laughs> super new super lucky's tale is fall 2019 dauntless is coming late 2019 and of course we got another little bit of gameplay for super mario maker 2 coming out june 28th this year have you did you guys play the original mario maker at all i didn't i'm not i'm not a big mario dude i'm not a big mario man mario maker amazing game uh coming part two coming to the switch later this summer we we got to pick it up and play it together um we got an, a release date for the long-awaited Link's Awakening remaster uh, and another trailer coming out September 20th. And we also got a preview of an online dungeon building mode. In Link's Awakening? Link's Awakening. So I guess uh, any kind of dungeon room that you've explored in the game, it, you now have access to that in the dungeon building mode and your other friends or players can run through your dungeon that you make for them. Man, Nintendo is really, uh, they really like the whole like, we give you the sandbox. Create your to- create your game. Create your fun. That's all Mario Maker thing, right? That's the game, right? Yeah. No, Mario Maker is hardly a game if you don't build your own stages. Uh, yeah. Here's here's the Link's Awakening skin. Make our game for us. Uh, people will love it. I guarantee it. People will love it. Completely out of left field. Some kind of turn-based Dark Crystal game. <laughs> Did you wait, see wait, that announcement? Wait, like the Dark Crystal? The like, Dark Crystal, like the old weird ass movie, is getting a turn based strategy game on the Nintendo. Oh my Switch. god. Dude, I just pulled up a video of this. It's just as horrifying as you'd expect it to be. <laughs> turn based Dark Crystal. Please insert footage here, sir. Oh, I will. Oh man. Oh, maybe I won't. Are there children watching? Do we want to give them nightmares? <laughs> Please watch. Don't watch the dark crystal if you're listening <laughs> oh my god things to wrap up the nintendo conference we got a new contra game announcement which uh contra in 2019 i guess there's been rumors of the witcher 3 coming to the nintendo switch and potato quality this summer near you um i've heard that it runs it for what what is the resolution above 480 i believe it's, I, believe it's I thought it was just 480p on uh when you no, in handheld it's five something what's the 500 560 five either way whatever the five something. i think it's 570 are you right between the two um <laughs> I, anyways it's the 500 resolution and 720p when docked which potato quality witcher 3 is definitely a pc game no more heroes 3 was also announced a popular otaku assassin game featuring travis touchdown 
Um, that should be pretty good. Fire Emblem Three Houses is coming out this summer. We just got another trailer. Resident Evil 5 and 6, uh, expanding the Resident Evil library on Nintendo Switch. Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Did you guys ever play those games back in the day? No. <laughs> They're very, very interesting sports games featuring Mario and Sonic and their cast of characters uh, all up against each other in Olympic sports. Uh, those are always very good. That'll definitely be a buy for me coming November 2019 this year. Uh, why don't you take it away there, Brandon? Dude, I'll, I'll take it away here for a second. Uh, I'm going to touch on just a couple of the things that we, we went through there real quick. Uh, how crazy is it that The Witcher 3 is coming to the Switch at all? Like, of all the games, that, sh- that shouldn't even be possible. They're doing some... Oh, well, uh, Donnie's having some fun editing the doc here, <laughs> um, but like, like that shouldn't even be a thing. CD Projekt Red is doing some. Or, they're doing I'm some not even magic. sure that it is CD Projekt. It has to be right. Who else? Who else can work that type of magic? Well, Panic name? Button has done a good job. Why do I Panic Button? Panic Button has done a good job with a lot of the ports. Like I said earlier, Doom and Wolfenstein. I don't know that it's confirmed that CD Projekt is doing the port themselves or if it's being handled by a third party. But either way, amazing feat, yeah, like you were saying. That's freaking crazy. Same with like Alien Isolation. Like that game's not like the craziest in the world, but like oh, it a looks good looking good game. Sure, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty insane. Any thoughts uh, I, on Nintendo's press conference there, Ethan? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan's got nothing for us. He's not much one for words, is he? Here's another reason why I say that, like, Nintendo's uh, Direct that they do right around E3, that counts as E3, like, that's E3. Because, well, like, it's, it's during E3 on purpose. It's just they're not necessarily at the conference. At the show. It's yeah. pre-recorded. It's a pre-recorded uh, Direct but uh, like 90% of the who won E3 lists that I saw were like Nintendo won E3. And I can kind of see why, really. Well, There's yeah, no, Nintendo Nintendo announced a lot of very cool games. Definitely going to be playing my Switch a lot, especially this summer. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll, we'll have to grab a couple of those and, and give them some goes. Give them some, some games. Give them some gamers. Do you like how I tried to put you on the spot and you just were like, F*** you? It's competitive. What do you want from it? (laughs) All right. So uh, let's talk about the Avengers. Y'all want to talk about the Avengers real quick? Ah, that PS3 game that was announced in 2019. All right. So, so superhero games traditionally have never been like amazing lookers, right? The the most recent Spider-Man like set the bar pretty damn high. Like that's. Spider-Man is not representative. That's not representative of the majority of like superhero games we've gotten over the years. Sure, sure. But uh, a lot of people are really not happy with the graphics in general, like you said. But also, people really seem to take issue with the way that our our superhero friends look. Donnie, what are your thoughts? Because I know me and you were talking about this in the last podcast that we were actually we were both kind of like, I'm glad they don't look like them. I'm glad they're going their own direction with them. Apparently, we're in, we're, we're either we're in the, the minority, minority yeah. or or the majority is very or the minority is very vocal. One of the two. So um, yeah, apparently people are mad that they aren't using the likenesses of the superheroes that we know. I guess because they're so well established as Iron Man and Captain America, Robert Downey and Chris Evans, right. respectively. But 
Um, I think the bigger issue is that they they look like a game that should have been announced seven years ago on see, the PlayStation 3. See, I don't have a problem with that. I don't have a problem with that at all. Like, even, even if it releases and it looks just like it did in that trailer, like, the gameplay comes before everything in my mind, right? You can have the most beautiful game in the world. If it's not fun, then... One of the biggest developers... The one of the biggest developers square enix and a huge property like avengers i feel like they have millions of dollars in this project though they can't they can't make it look a look a little better it probably a huge part of that budget probably went just towards the licensing and especially if they're doing a big open world game those are expensive games to make like who knows there's know. only one way to find out if avengers be any good uh, but, uh, like, I saw an article earlier today. They were talking about how they're not actually. I know there's been a trend lately about people complaining things out of existence or into existence, but apparently Square Enix has come out and said that they're not going to let us bully them. So Sonic, we look at the Sonic movie that's coming out, right? And I'm going to say Sonic <laughs> like that. I'm going to say Sonic, Sonic, Sonic. Because that's how I like to say Sonic, all right? That's how I've always said Sonic. Sonic. I don't know where that, that slight accent comes from, but Sonic. it's Sonic. But like, uh, so Sonic, they released the trailer and everybody was like, this is not my Sonic. This is, this is, this is not, this is not my Sonic, right? They're like, he looks Hashtag weird. not my Sonic. And I agree, he looked weird. And I agree that people can like. <laughs> he had human teeth. <laughs> Dude, his eyes weren't connected. It was weird, dude. It was weird. <laughs> but, um, but like, I'm of the mindset that like you're allowed to be dissatisfied with the way something looks, but the second you start making like demands that an artistic vision be changed, like, and and it, you can look at it both ways. You can be like, cool, they responded to feedback, but at the same time, you can look at it and say this just set a precedent for the rest of the the entertainment industry, where basically fans are going to start to expect massive changes to like it sets a bad precedent in my mind i hear where you're coming from that they should have the right to stick the artistic vision that they have going into it but i have the right to sleep at night (laughs) right (laughs) and that's totally fair and that that sonic (laughs) that goes back to my point of like you have to like we can absolutely be dissatisfied with what we got but when we start like making demands that they change like i'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure one article I was looking at was like, there's a petition for them to redo the characters in the Avengers. And I'm like, that's a bit much. <laughs> Remake Game of Thrones season eight. Not going to lie, I signed that petition. But, but. You're toxic, dude. But, but when I signed the Game of Thrones petition, I signed that as like, more of a meme than anything i have no expectation that they actually remake season eight that's ridiculous and we must send a message to <laughs> D. Like, more than anything i was like i hated this 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 is very this is a bad taste that is in my mouth currently i need some way to like yell into the void and that was my yelling into the void like i didn't do it out of some expectation of there being like a reaction right or like a, a response from hbo and I, I think a lot of people are in that same boat as me but i'm sure there's also a lot of people who actually thought that they were going to get season eight remade if they yelled bad <laughs> enough um you know i'm glad square enix they they nipped this one in the bud and was like nope this is this is how we're doing it i'm glad they did that and i hope they stick to it yeah i think uh, they saw a lot of the criticism and they kind of gave us the middle finger and told us that they're making this avengers game not us so I saw one Facebook comment on a on an advertisement for it that was like, that didn't look like Tony Stark. That's not Robert Downey Jr. And I was like, dude, have you ever seen like <laughs> any of the old comic books? Like, right. <laughs> you know that these are comics outside of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? It's like their appearances have changed. Their genders sometimes change. Like, <laughs> like shit happens in comic books. Comic books are f-ing wacky, dude. But yeah, that was all pretty much all I had to say about that is that I think people need to calm down a little bit. I think people need to breathe, and uh, I'm sure if the game is fun, it's not going to matter how it looks. So, 
I, I think that's a good position to take. Speaking of people being overly mad about things, did you see the Shenmue 3? <laughs> <laughs> you saw that it's exclusive to the Epic Store at launch, right? This, this one I'm a little more understanding of. Because <laughs> the Epic Store, like, I'm fine with games being on the Epic Store. Games God that they said would be available on Steam at launch being exclusive to the Epic Store. And is, that's, that's is, where uh, the big problem comes in right there. Like, that's justified. If you were told one thing and you get another, you're justified to be upset. Ethan, how do you feel about Shenmue 3? <laughs> More importantly, Ethan, did you ask for Shenmue 3? Did you need a Shenmue 3 in your life? <laughs> I didn't. Who asked for this game? <laughs> Actually, weirdly enough, it was crowdfunded, hey? Uh, kind really? of. Shenmue 3 was, yeah, kind of crowdfunded. It, so it's apparently a... enough people asked for Shenmue 3. So the weird thing about it was, was it was it was it at E3 Gamescom? It was one of the big PlayStation events uh, a couple of years back. Uh, they get up on stage and they're like, Shenmue 3, it's happening. Only if you help us make it happen. <laughs> it's like, so we're like, Sony, you've got the money. Just make it happen. Like, if you're going to, wow. if you think there's a market for this, just like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on the Kickstarter page right now. 69,000 <laughs> 69, oh people uh, nice. pledged $6.3 million to this oh project. <laughs> so oh apparently, apparently 70,000 people had enough interest in Shenmue to make it happen. Like, I get there's a nostalgia factor, because Shenmue, like, you look at the old games, they, uh, I will fight you to death. Shenmue was, neither of the Shenmues were good games, right? Shenmue 1 and Shenmue 2 were not good games. They're arguably they just bad looks games. So, it looks so weird. They're janky, the writing is really bizarre, and oftentimes bad. There's, like, just blatant racism and shit in it, which I'm fine, like, you can have racism in your game as like a mechanic or whatever but there's just like there's like <laughs> <As a mechanic. laughs> like like so, so you look at like the witcher right and there's racism in that game towards the various races like it adds it adds to the world and stuff right like that's fine some of it in shenmue i'm not so sure it was there for world building <laughs> right that's what i'm saying are you uh, suggesting that seventy thousand people are racist no i'm not suggesting that seventy thousand people are racist i'm suggesting they have poor taste in writing <laughs> if you back shenmue 3 you're a racist no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying I'm questioning your sanity. <laughs> I'd like to talk to you. If if you back Shenmue, please let me know why you back Shenmue in the comments down below. Like, if we've got one of the sixty nine thousand here, that's amazing. Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to chat. It's a weird. Write me down in the comments if you pre-ordered Shenmue three. <laughs> Seriously, dude, it's it's a weird game to come back, and it's really weird how they funded it. It's really weird that it keeps getting pushed back. Like. It's weird. The whole entire Shenmue saga is just... It's a thing, dude. Much like us, it's a thing. <laughs> but, uh... Anybody want to fight me on Shenmue anymore? Are you guys done with Shenmue? I'm done with Shenmue 3. I, I think done before been you started. <laughs> <laughs> what? You don't want Shenmue? Is that what I'm hearing? Or what? Yeah, no that's Shenmue? what you're hearing. Dude, and here I thought you, you were the, the one billion. person here. Ethan confirmed, not a racist. Dude. <laughs> God Thank damn you. it. <laughs> all right uh i was just going to touch on gears 5 a little bit if you guys wanted to touch on gears 5 just because i think we totally because you forgot it last week i did forget don't, it last don't week. you say we mister you forgot <laughs> what you're telling me i did the majority of the run through on the microsoft presser what 
<laughs> that is an accusation, please, sir, that please, I don't appreciate. Sir, tell me about Gears 5. Uh, it looks like it's more Gears. It's got uh, some interesting uh, new multiplayer mode. It's like uh, an Escape the Hive cooperative mode where you uh, you and a couple buddies, you, you bust into a hive, you plant a bomb, the bomb goes off, and then you got to escape both the bomb and the awoken hive. Looks interesting. Looks like it could be fun. Uh, Gears, you know, the game that popularized Horde mode, right? So it's kind of a new take on that. Uh, I don't know. It looks fun. I think we should do it. It's coming to PC and Xbox. And uh, I had the date here. In uh, at the bottom the of the dock, dude. Yeah, September 10th of next year. It's coming, right? Yeah. I think the beta for that multiplayer mode I was just talking about uh, is like coming out in the next month or two. There you uh, go. If it's Microsoft. anything like Gears of War 3, that's the game I'm going to play. Dude, that's a game that's a game ethan's gonna play have you ever played a gears of war and not had fun uh i played the fourth one for about an hour <laughs> did you have fun with it for that hour or was it just like pulling teeth uh, it was it was kind of pulling teeth Oof. i played none of the gears of war and i still had fun donnie do you want to do a co-op playthrough of gears one we'll play we'll play gears together my guy Dude, we're gonna play Gears One. I I want to be there for Donnie's first Gears experience. I'm gonna Live pop his YouTube. Gears cherry, dude. Live streamer here. <laughs> all right, give us give us your. All right, live streamer. What's your perspective on Gears? Let's hear it. Uh, I don't I don't have a perspective. I just want it to be good. Dude, I hear that. And that one's gonna be a Game Pass game, right? On both PC and Xbox, I think. I'm pretty sure. I could be talking out my ass if I. Yeah, am. I think that's a that's a part of. Uh... Microsoft's big push to PC gaming. They want to. They want to bite of that cookie. Yeah, they, they already have the Game Pass in. Yeah, I think they want pretty much all their first-party games to be going on the Game Pass. So, like right at launch. So, Ethan, you did buy the Game Pass then? Uh, I've had the, the Xbox One for a while. So, tell us about it. Tell us a little bit about it. What's your thoughts on the value proposition? What, have you enjoyed the games on? I want to hear a little bit about Ethan and his Game Pass experience. <laughs> Well, <laughs> got to put him on the spot like that. Yeah. Dude, I'm really enjoying putting him on the spot. I don't Can know you even thought. name a single Game Pass game? Tell me one game on Game Pass. Let's start with that. There you go. See if the Name a good game on Game Pass. Dude, see if uh, people Forza love Sea of Thieves. Two. Okay, okay. All That's right. The open world Forza, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to go look at it's been a while since I played on the Xbox. <laughs> so you're paying for something that you don't actually use. Hey man, it's like it's like thirteen dollars a month. Like that's, Netflix. It's like it's like a, Netflix. So you know your parents your parents your parents pay for Game Pass and you just steal their password forever. New question then you think, because here in the US I think Game Pass is ten a month, right? Exactly. Nine ninety nine. Are you gonna upgrade to the ultimate game pass that includes both the Xbox and the PC? It's only five bucks more a month. You get no. Xbox and PC and no and Ethan. <laughs> if I haven't sold you yet, not only do you get the game pass on Xbox One, PlayStation or not PlayStation, yeah, you get the <laughs> Xbox game pass on One PlayStation, PlayStation. <laughs> on PlayStation. Xbox hook, hook it up. But you also get Xbox Live Gold for fifteen bucks a month, dude. That's fifteen bucks, Ethan. Who wants yeah. to play online on Xbox? I mean uh me i might do it for my brother my little brother, brother. Aww. but wholesome content dude that would be just a good like if you got a little brother who like can't afford to buy a bunch of games or whatever that'd be a good freaking gift a couple months of game pass 
I actually saw a guy on Reddit talking about this the other day. He made his little nephew's PS4, uh, his primary PS4 console, and his nephew ended up spending $500 on Fortnite v bucks <laughs> of his credit card. I was going to say smart kid, but... He got a call from he got a call from his brother or brother in law I guess and he's like hey hey my son has like seventy thousand V bucks is is that is that supposed to happen <laughs> so he's he spent almost six hundred dollars on does this guy not check his credit card statement ever I, I guess not there was a whole explanation on Reddit uh, yeah. but. I like to think that if you didn't notice six hundred dollars just went missing that you've got six hundred dollars to go missing <laughs> you know but uh. Yeah, no, I think I think Game Pass looks like it's going to be a pretty pretty hop in value. I think uh, Xbox is, if Phil Spencer and the Xbox team they've been holding true to their word of uh, really trying to be supportive of the PC market, and I think this E three has really really emphasized that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right does anybody have anything else they want to touch on any games that we burned through on our list there that we want to we want to head back and 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 just briefly gloss over any, any i do but first this? i first i want to listen to you struggle to come up with stuff to say a little more so one thing i wanted to bring up that i missed during the <laughs> nintendo e3 direct uh huge news our next two dragon dragon quest our next two smash Bros. let's talk smash bros our next two <laughs> smash bros dlc fighters are coming out so we got the hero from uh dragon quest so people the rumors for months were talking that we were just going to get a single main character from dragon quest but we actually got every single main character from dragon quest history um coming this summer which uh, should be pretty good. That seems pretty cool. I'm assuming they'll have the same moveset, so they'll just be like Echo Fighters of the same guy, but that that should be pretty dang cool. And then the next one, uh, highly requested, uh, we got a cool little fake out with the Duck Hunt dog. I don't know if either of you saw that trailer. <laughs> you tell me the Duck Hunt dog is coming to Smash Bros? Duck Hunt dog was in the last Smash Bros, Brandon. Oh, oof. <laughs> Duck Hunt. We got a cool little fake out with the Duck Hunt dog, though, because everyone has been requesting Banjo and Kazooie are coming to Smash Bros. this fall. Um, and that that should be pretty good. All the rare. It was a good little trailer. You'll have to clip it here for me. But all the rare characters, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, those those guys were hanging out uh, in a in a cabin and then suddenly yeah in a little shack <laughs> suddenly banjo and kazooie show up and everyone's all excited they get to hang out again all the rare characters so it's nice to see obviously microsoft owns rare right now it's nice to see microsoft uh phil spencer said it was a very easy decision to let nintendo use banjo and kazooie when they approached them about it so that's that's really nice to see that was a highly requested character microsoft and nintendo they've been playing nice lately they've been uh they're friends they're friends they are dude they're buddies i think they realize that they're not exactly direct competitors Sure, you you look at the console space and you look at Microsoft, uh, Sony, and Nintendo as like the big three, but Nintendo really isn't a direct competitor with either the PlayStation or the Xbox in my mind. Why not? I just think they appeal to totally different markets. I think that, you know, your average dude bro in college, he's going to go for an Xbox or a PlayStation long before he goes for a Nintendo of any sort. Like, me getting a Switch was like to get a, a portable dark souls machine right like it really never crossed my mind up until dark souls got announced for it so, i mean but but the switch is great dude the switch is great i'll agree with you it's one of the best purchases i've made 
your core console player. I don't think the Switch is really... I think real gamers have a PC. <laughs> All right, Donnie. Real, real gamers unite. <laughs> the 1%. Competitive scene. Represent. <laughs> I just think most people that I know who have a Switch uh, have all three, actually, the Xbox, the PS4, and the Switch. Even most throw a, PS, or throw a PC in there, and you've got the, the Golden Quadfecta. 4. Yeah. <laughs> Quadfecta. Quadfecta, I like that. No, but it sounds like you totally disagree with me. They're direct competitors, and they should not be sharing properties, apparently. I think they should be sharing properties. I think that's good. I just don't think... The way you make it sound like no one no one who's interested in Xbox would be interested in a Switch. I think the people who are interested in Xbox are gamers, and the people who would be interested in the Switch are gamers. <laughs> no, I, so what I mean by that is more more so like the majority of people don't have more than one console. The people who do are the enthusiasts, right? I think that you take like little Timmy, who's asking for a console for Christmas. I think the odds are much higher that he considers a PlayStation or an Xbox before he considers a Switch. I think the Nintendo Switch is a very good proposition for kids. I teach kids. I always hear them talking about wanting a Nintendo Switch. Two, two, two little kids that I teach are just talking about how they saved up their allowance and their parents bought them a Switch. Dude, that is adorable. I'd like to see little Timmy walk into a GameStop with his, his allowance money. Uh, this is weird. That... Why am I watching a little kid walk into a GameStop? <laughs> how about we take that out? We'll take that staying out. In. That is staying in. Oh man, no. I think I think I I'd like to say that you're wrong. Uh, the people, <laughs> I don't know if anyone's buying just a Switch. Uh, the Switch, the the Switch I, seems to it's be supplementary. Like, sure, and I think it's a great plan for the the DS was always the one that parents bought their kids when their kids wanted a console and they they couldn't uh, they didn't want to buy them the big the big PS3 or Xbox say, was, or whatever. It was the cheap option. The DS was cheap. Yeah, now the, the Switch is slightly cheaper than the other two. I guess it's cheaper it's like not. the PS4 Slim and the Xbox One. Uh, what's the smaller one? You can get an Xbox for like 100 bucks less than a Switch. Sure, but the Switch is, I don't know. To me, the kitty games are on Switch. You got all the bright, colorful Nintendo IPs that they have out there. I think you're right. I think like especially the younger you go, the more that's going to skew in favor of the Switch. I'm thinking like Nintendo also just like middle really school and high school is where I think it skews towards the Xbox and the PlayStation. If like well, those are given the edgy, choice, but those are the edgy gamers. We gotta right. talk about the edgy gamers, <laughs> the emo gamers. I just think Nintendo's marketing is geared a little bit towards either children or people who were children when these IPs were huge. So. Right. Now, nowadays, I think it's the longtime fans and the kids. I don't know if anyone, uh, anyone outside of that is really buying into the Switch, but I mean, it's enough for 17 million Switches to have been sold. So I think you just cracked the mystery because that describes me to a T. I, like I had, an, I had a SNES and an S growing up, but like when I really became a gamer, quote unquote, uh, <laughs> it was, it was my parents' PC and a PlayStation, right? Like I, Sure. So, yeah, like all your all the classics that they're coming out with right now, the the Smash Bros. recently, the Pokemon coming this year, yeah, all that kind of speak to me. Right. So that's definitely not for you. But I don't know. I just the Switch is almost my if it's not a game I have to have on PC, such as The Witcher Three. Just the convenience of portability on the Nintendo Switch will sell almost every game for me. Like all the Final Fantasies are getting remastered right now, and besides Seven, uh, 
eight, nine, ten, I'll probably all buy on the Nintendo Switch. It's just the portability. You know, what if what if I'm doing an intense game and I, I gotta get up and go to the washroom? I can just take my Switch with me. Take take your PS4 to the washroom sometime, Brandon. <laughs> portability. Portability. Portability's that's a good argument for sure. Do you while we're on the subject of portability and Nintendo Switches, do you actually take yours like out and about with you? Does your Switch travel? My Switch like, travels. My Switch like, has traveled quite often with me. It's perfect for like if I'm going to a party, drunk people love it when you whip out a Switch and you're like, who wants to play <laughs> Mario Kart? <laughs> Smash Bros, Mario Kart, all those kinds of games are perfect at a at a little party or whatever. You know, it's it's good to just sit in a corner with your good friends, just hanging out. Open up your trench coat. You got Joy-Cons lying on <laughs> both sides. Hey, kid, you want to play Mario Kart? No, I think the Nintendo Switch is, is a perfect console. The Wii U was the concept, and the Nintendo Switch was them having the technology to fully realize what they wanted to do. I just, I don't know. I could gush about the Nintendo Switch all day. The portability and, and just how perfect it is. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful system. No, I, I totally agree. And, like, for all, for all of what I've said, like, the Switch, I love my Switch. Like I just said, it's a great... Console. Portable Dark I, Souls. That was even your argument. You mm-hmm. literally said the great part about the Switch <laughs> is portable Dark Dude, Souls. Dude, Dark Souls on the go. It sold me. But um, what are I, our closing it, thoughts? Oh, I, I don't know, Ethan. Do you do you feel like you've you've said your fill? Anything you want to add to this conversation? He's just listening. Dude. Uh, yeah, I'm not much of a talker, but games are great. <laughs> Competitive's great. Great. <laughs> YouTube's great. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, gamers. I love your positivity about everything. Everything is great. Everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Please don't copyright strike this video. (laughs) All right. Well, if we don't have anything else, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, If you like this podcast, if you're one of those people, uh, but you don't want to watch it, uh, I've got news for you. We are now live on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, we're live on those things, and hopefully by the end of the week we'll be up on iTunes, but no promises on that one. They're taking their time. Yeah, it's uh, real good to tell them they have other options at the end of the podcast, <laughs> Dude, if they made it this far, dude. I love dude. you. If, you, if you're if you listening to this right now, I love you. <laughs> yeah, we love, love you, and there's other options out there for you. We've got them linked. Follow us on Twitter at your hit point, Y-O-U-R hit point. Follow Violent Robot on Twitter. I don't think he has a Twitter for Violent Robot, but do it. Find Violent Robot and follow him, whoever that is. <laughs> follow that man. Let him know that you love his opinions. Competitive being great. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Uh, wait, Donnie, real quick before we go. Do we want to touch on our future plans? Do we want to tease? Do we want to put any commitments out there? Ooh, I, I, I like to mention that uh, I don't think there's too many terribly good in-depth reviews of the monthly hum- humble bundle at least not in my five months of searching so i'd, I'd like to fix that donnie i reckon you're right i reckon there's not many great reviews i mean i'm sure there's a few great ones out there but i'm sure there's not many great reviews of it there we can none, none that have my opinion attached to them so we'll, we'll we'll put that out there we'll see we'll see what happens a little bit of a humble bundle review i i love humble bundle i could talk about it all day but it sounds like we're almost done here yeah, so uh, we've got some hum- Humble Bundle stuff coming up. It's probably not going to actually start until next month when the next Humble Bundle drops, but that could that I could be lying to you. Something might drop before then, but officially we're looking at next month, right, Donnie? Yes, sir. Sounds about right to me. Good so night, my sweet gamers. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. <laughs>
I left my dog in the oven. <laughs> what is, what is it? Honest gaming news? Is that what it is? No, no, it's that was an old thing, Donnie. Okay. Uh dishonest gaming news. Currently it's it's a thing. <laughs> Currently dishonest. <laughs> Everything not, I say is a fing lie. We're not really journalists. <laughs> Alright, you're ready to go. <laughs> dishonest gaming news.